In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. And today we are joined by a guest we've had before. We are joined by Jessamine Stanley, who you might remember from our 2019 episode, How Do I Start Yoga If I'm Not Comfortable in My Own Body? I'm sure you all remember that title, right? (laughs) Um, It was September. (laughs) It was September. But in case you're new here, Jessamine is a yoga teacher, author, and body positivity and self-love advocate who is based in North Carolina. She is the founder of The Underbelly, a streaming wellness app that offers virtual yoga classes. And she just came out with her second book called Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. Welcome back, Jessamine. Thank you all so much for having me. It's lovely to be here with you or be here with you as we are in the, the digital in space. In the Zoom boxes. The Zoom box, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it still feels real. So. It does. More <laughs> yeah. so. I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but like, I feel like there's a way to be intimate that perhaps doesn't happen in person because of the like being separate but together so lean yeah in. i think i think it's because for me at least it's like being in the physical and energetic comfort of my own space exactly so i don't have the anxieties that i do in like a public common or private you know, private whatever space that allows me to be more comfortable and like just you know calm literally hard <laughs> <laughs> knowing knowing that you could just go back to your own bathroom after this is very exactly. comforting. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. So it's been a while since we were all again in the same virtual or non-virtual room. What have you, I know you, you just came out with a second book. What have you been up to? Tell mm. us everything. Mm. I have been doing a lot i mean i don't know i'm trying to remember the last time i guess I was besides covid <laughs> with you guys no right i mean it would have been at some point around when i was founding my wellness community the underbelly and so that has been a lot of my time in life you can find us at theunderbelly.com and you can follow us on social media at the underbelly yoga and try a two-week free trial when you're there but i in this time of really expanding UB and also writing Yoke, um, which just came out uh, this past month, but I've been working on for the last four years. That has been a really powerful, like creative gestation period for me. And I think that now like coming out of COVID, well, I say that kind of, (laughs) are we ever really coming out of COVID? Now that we are, we're a little bit 
post the depth of quarantine, perhaps that, that feels fair to say. Um, now that we're coming out of that, I definitely think that my life is just like moving into its next evolution as well. And so um, the most recent development of which is that my producing partner, my girlfriend, and I summarized by saying that it was time to make a change. Wait, that is so fascinating. I do have more questions about this. Totally. Visit a landmark in each state. So we like how long you want this to be Mm. like to take you Mm. and like specifically what you want to see in different places Mm. and like or and do you have like an intention to like be permanently somewhere after this or you just want to see what what this will lead to? No. So some a piece of this bloomed out of my my girlfriend and I were like trying to find the next place that we were going to live. And we were like, we really want to buy a house, but it just doesn't feel like the right time to make that purchase. Right. So we were like, okay, in the meantime, we should get housing that we can just like move on to land that we would like to live on at some point. So that was the big motivator to get an RV specifically. And the idea was like, Uh, You know, to do a trip like this, it would take at least a year to do it comfortably, especially like running multiple digital businesses at the same time, like to give ourselves the the flexibility of time. We were like, let's say we'll give it at least a year. And then at the end of that year, we'll reassess and see like where we are, who who even knows who we will be at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. But that's the that's the amount of time. And I mean, like. I think that honestly making a decision like this can seem on the surface like like wow like there's this is just so I don't know I think that it I think it seems different than it is it feels very much like everything is new and at the same time um everything is exactly the same. And I want to go into more specifics about like everything that we're going to do, but I almost don't want to spoil the content that is coming because to (laughs) your point, we have, we are going to tell this story because so much of this legit also is us exploring what it is to be in an interracial relationship in a country where we are finally having conversations about racial identity that have been needed for a really long time. And both of us coming from like, very specific like I am the grandchild of people who were enslaved and she is the grandchild of people who enslaved and a piece of this journey is us going back to our family homes and connecting with people that we haven't seen in a long time and like really trying to understand where we come from and then really just for each other trying to understand where we're going together and and what that means for us and not just us but our communities. So I was actually going to ask that, like, if you have any hesitancy or, like, specific feelings about going to certain places in the country. Okay. So I'm based in North Carolina, and I'm from the South. I'm very familiar with racism as as a not uh and also homophobia and and transphobia, um, not as talking points, but really, like, as reality like it is not safe to be certain places and and because of that I think I feel I don't really feel that concerned about going most places because I'm like I mean it's probably just as racist and problematic as anywhere else that I would be and I also think that there's just so much opportunity when we actually like go outside of our comfort zones for me like I'm 
I'm saying this as someone who is experiencing this, not necessarily like standing on the outside looking in, like it feels like this is something that will be important in, um, in my ability to just like be myself, no matter what, no matter the circumstances and, and really be able to stand in confidence and, and to also learn from the people that are around me and, and to not think that I'm so different from anyone else or um, that, that I don't have a lot to learn from, from anyone who is uh, generous enough to offer themselves to me. Well, that sounds like really powerful. I'm really excited to follow along this year long journey of yours. It sounds really amazing. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein packed recipes made with preservative free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens and they took to it right away. It is delicious, it is nutritious, it is easy to serve. Yum, 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 eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Can you tell us about the book that you wrote? Yeah, totally. It's not about a spiritual practice. It's not about looking within yourself, but ultimately that's all that yoga is. It's just every posture, everything that feels like exercise, it's just an opportunity to have a deeper conversation with yourself. And ultimately that experience of yoking, union, bringing together the different pieces of yourself is all you're ever doing in every other moment of life as well. So that really every moment of life is yoga in action, that everything that we're doing is this balance of the different pieces of ourselves. And for me, that journey happens not just on a yoga mat. It happens especially in the most difficult parts of life. And it requires like gazing upon the most difficult aspects of self. And so in Yoke, my yoga of self-acceptance, I talk about really being forced to reckon with my internalized racism, my internalized fat phobia, my um, imposter syndrome, my uh, complicated relationship with capitalism and the intersection between spirituality and capitalism. And really just like what it means to be a beginner and to be constantly in a state of uh, starting new and being fresh and young. And it's 
I think about the yoga that all of us practice, regardless of whether or not you would even call it yoga. Even if you like legit, you could read yoga and not give a fuck about yoga at all. Like it could be like, I don't care about this. This is not yoga is not for me. But yoga is kind of a red herring in the book. Ultimately, it's about the intersections that connect all of us. Could you talk about just what the term yoke means? Yoke is kind of like my millennial American definition of yoga. Yoga also, it means union. And shortly after Everybody Yoga came out, um, someone who read the book reached out to me because she had noticed a typo in the book. And the typo was the word yoke, Y-O-K-E. But I had spelled it somehow through all of the editing and proofreading that happens prior to publishing a book this typo had slipped through and it was yoke y-o-k-e being spelled yoke y-o-l-k meaning the center of an egg like the yellow part in an egg and my reaction to that really allowed me to engage with my imposter syndrome which is something that i think so many of us deal with uh, have to accept within ourselves and um it also allowed me to have a deeper appreciation for this meaning of the word yoga. Eventually I, I said to my editor, like, I mean, this is what it's called. And she was like, Oh my God, this is great. This is perfect. So like, I always knew that's what it would be. But after publishing literally at the, um, the kickoff signing of some weeks ago, the person that I was in conversation with asked me if I had called it yoke, because I meant woke yoga, like, mm-hmm. w- like that. And I was like, <laughs> speaking of yoga and all of that, do you talk about like, if anybody, anybody's a beginner or wants, I know you were saying like, even if you don't care about yoga, you wouldn't like this book. But for those who are interested in getting into yoga and like how you also are a body positivity and self love advocate. Um, is there anything in the, in the book about that, about how to get into it when you don't necessarily feel comfortable in your skin or your body? I know that I, I sometimes feel that way. Totally. I think this is like maybe the most common human experience. I don't think I've ever met a human being who does not have body issues, which says a lot about us as people. And I actually think that if you don't start a conversation with your physical body, like to unite the mind and the body and the spirit, then I don't think it's possible to even engage with anything else (laughs) that is, that is going on inside you. Like, I don't think that it's possible to reckon with internalized racism or uh, capitalism or any of these things, because the relationship with the body is so profound and it is so like, it gets poisoned at such a young age. Like we're told from jump street, like there's something wrong with you fundamentally. There's something up. And that thing just changes over the course of your life. Like you can be like, oh, the thing that's wrong with me is that I'm fat. So now I need to lose weight. As soon as you lose weight, the problem's going to be your nose. As soon as you fix your nose, the problem is going to be your breasts. Then as soon as, it's like this nonstop cycle of not being good enough. And it really does stem back ultimately to the power that capitalism has over our lives. And the fact that capitalism says you should hate yourself. Like you have to hate yourself in order to engage in capitalism to some degree. So in Yoke, I talk about my work toward having 
a relationship with my body. Like not, I wouldn't say that it's a better relationship. I don't want to say that it is like the best or that I have learned or mastered anything. But I think that there is a lot that I have engaged with that I think is relatable, but perhaps not in the sense that one would expect. Like, I think that when it comes to self-acceptance, we all look for a magic cure. You'd be like, okay, so what mantra do I need to say? And how many times a day do I need to say it for how long? Like how, what, what's the, what's the equation so that I can tap into that? And then I won't have to worry about this anymore. And I do, I mean, I will say that in my first book, Everybody Yoga, I talk about how acknowledging the difference between how do I look and how do I feel is crucial, has been crucial for me personally, to be able to say that how I feel about myself is more relevant than how someone else might think I look. That as a game changer, as a pivot point is huge. Once you start accepting, then it's like, okay, well now I gotta accept all this other shit too. And that is the messy, sticky, hard to move on from recurring cycle type of stuff. And that's what I really talk about in Yoke. Um, in Yoke, I talk about um, some experiences that I've had um, with sexual assault. Um, I talk about the impact of being in a um, pretty serious scooter accident that um, what it what it looks like to uh, to face the end of your life or to ponder the end of your life and still be under the weight of hating your physical body, what it means to hate your physical body when your physical body is wasting away. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with athletic brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, athletic brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights and early mornings so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I think that one of the reasons that people kind of balk at body positivity specifically is because they're like, I can't love my body every day. Like, how am I supposed to love my body every day? And really what Yoke posits is that you don't need to love your body every day. That's not, no one ever said that. You don't have to love your body every day. Love is just, or you don't have to like your body every day, but you do have to accept it every day. And that when you accept it, it's not weakness. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or that you're like, you're just settling for something less than what you're worth. It means really accepting that the power that you seek has always been present and that it's only through um, like quiet observance of that, that the happiness that is also always sitting inside of you can really shine out. What do you think is like practically like how do you what do you mean by accepting it? Mm. Like like practically what are the what how do you know that you have accepted it? It's <laughs> versus, exactly. <laughs> versus not. <laughs> this is the thing because I think when I when I say acceptance people are like okay cool so I accepted it what's next? Like how do I yeah, okay like, so what what comes after that? And I think that like a lot of times we're trying to like focus on the happy feelings or focus on the good feelings or alternatively focusing entirely on the bad feelings and being like, well, this is all that there is. So that when you start accepting, you're like, okay, well, I've accepted that there are some happy things and uh, there's there's some other stuff over there in the corner, but I'm not really looking at that. So acceptance is when you say, I'm going to look at that corner that I didn't want to look at. I'm going to look in the corners, the dusty corners. It's like when you're sweeping and you'd be like, <laughs> I swept the main part of the room. I'm good. No, you're not. Sweep the corners. See what's in the corners. Let's say you do like sort of acknowledge, maybe we'll use that word, the dusty parts <laughs> that you do or the corners. But like, what does that mean? You're just saying, oh, they're there. I think it means really feeling all of those feelings. So like connecting? Yes, but it's it's a feeling. It's not like an idea. It's not a thing that you're going to think. It's a it's an overall knowing within yourself. And I don't think that see this is another thing that <laughs> we are not conditioned to feel. We're supposed to think like like I'm talking about feeling I think that is kind of like what like yeah i feel stuff no i mean like really feel i mean really like like feel the pain of it feel the sorrow of it the things that you would run from 
the feeling that you're like, yeah, I don't want to feel that feeling, feel that feeling sitting in that feeling. That's what acceptance is. And it's not acceptance is also resisting the desire to change the outcome or to seek any kind of outcome afterwards. Because I think a lot of times we set out on a journey expecting some something to happen on the other side. They're like, okay, well, I'm doing this because like, I'm accepting so that I can be happy. I'm accepting so that this thing can happen. No destination, no final answer. You're accepting just to be. It is a very simple and also extremely complicated idea. And I think that because it is, it literally, it's a middle finger to capitalism. It is the opposite of what we have ever been told to do or be. Is this the opposite of how we've been told to exist? Especially because acceptance is often seen as a weakness because we're always supposed to be striving, always supposed to be looking for something more, something different. And more often than not, I think that when we think we're accepting, we're really not accepting. We're really just trying to get to the next place. But that mm -hmm. acceptance is putting down your weaponry, taking off the shield, taking off the mask. Literally, a whole chapter in Yoke is about taking off the masks that we wear, that cover, that we honestly have to wear in order to be able to survive in this world that is so wild, like crazy. Literally, there is so much shit happening in this world. You have to wear a mask. But what is it to take <laughs> off that mask? You know, like what is it to say, I'm not going to be on the defense all the time to say, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be sensitive to say, I made a mistake. This is another big part of acceptance. I think is that we are most unwilling to accept the things that we would go back and change. Like that if you're like that, there's something, everybody has something like this where there's something that like, yeah, I wouldn't do it like that again. And not only that, but like, maybe I hurt somebody. Maybe what I did is unforgivable. To accept that rather than to pretend it doesn't exist, to look at, and when I'm saying acceptance, I mean sweeping out all the corners, get letting the dust kick up, sneezing on the dust, getting sick from the dust, falling to the ground, being unable to move forward. That is what acceptance is. It is not about bravery. It's not about being Instagrammable. It's not about being pretty. It's not about making anybody feel anything or being happy. It's just about being. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And 
they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Could you explain a little bit how, let's say someone who has like really no connection to their body, or it's like a very, it's very much a connection that's been shaped by diet culture and like, an example is like just finding it very hard to like engage in movement or fitness or yoga, let's say, without the intent of sculpting or like somehow shaping, you know, to look more, I don't know, aligned with what people think they should look like. How do you like move that mindset from the former to the latter? Mm. Well, I don't think it's a conscious decision. So that's the first thing. Like, I think that to decide to do something different is like already it's, it's destination focus. It's not just being, but I think this is like very common to be pretty much focused on the outcome and be like, I am going to yoga, CrossFit, swimming, running, whatever the thing is, because I need to change my body. There's something wrong with my body. I got to change my body. I feel like the best thing in that situation is to just like observe what you're like in that environment. And this is yoga kind of invites this type of uh, internal processing naturally. So the yoga is a good maybe place to start for something like this, but I don't think you have to be practicing yoga, literally, it can, or yoga postures. It can be any kind of physical exercise, but just observing what you're like in that setting. Like if you are going to a CrossFit class and you spend the vast majority of the CrossFit class thinking about the other people who are in the CrossFit class, that's something to observe. It's not anything. There's no need to be judgmental. There's nothing wrong with you because God knows literally all of us do this shit. It's not like you're, you ain't special. Everybody does this, but just observe, like, is that, am I spending most of my time thinking about other people? And if that's the case, is that just happening at CrossFit or is that happening at other, in other parts of my life as well? Like that is a jumping off point. And it's not even, it's not something, again, like not destination focused, not trying to like get it right or do, there's no need to be criticizing yourself for being human. Just notice. And then I think like literally, so that's like one practical step. But then the other part of that is when you're doing the, um, whatever the exercise is, notice what happens when you do it wrong or when things don't go the way that you thought they were going to go. Like if you are doing burpees or whatever, and you're like, you start to get tired. This is a big one for me. Start to get tired. And then immediately there's this like, uh, it's like hitting play on a tape in my head. And I'm like, 
you can't do this. You're not good enough. Why are you like, you're too fat to be doing this. It's because your arms are so fat. If your arms were less fat, you could do it. You know, like whatever that tape is that runs in your head, just notice it. You don't have to even turn it off. You just notice it. You say, wow, did I record this tape? Do I remember saying these things? This, this is how I feel about myself. I really, would I talk like this to a friend? Is this, do I consider myself a friend? Is this how I talk to my friends? Like really just having that kind of conversation about it and not being like, I need to change something today or like something needs to be different. Just notice. And from that space, my reaction generally is like, I have to get away from other people. Because I feel like that's part of what is causing this, that I'm looking at how other people are, or I'm thinking that I need to change the way that I am to fit how other people are. And so from that place, I would say, start a home practice of some sort. Even if you go out to CrossFit on Saturdays, like if what you do on Monday, Wednesday, Friday is something at your house, and like, it's just something that it's just you and the mat, like it's just you kicking it. It's not about keeping up with everybody else. It's not about like, did you wear the right pants to class? Like, did so-and-so see you get juice afterwards at the spot that's next to that workout spot? (laughs) It's not about that. It's literally just like, I am having this special time for myself. Because the kicker of all of this is that there is a little kid that is still alive inside of you. Like the same kid that would like run people up the block just to say you could do it. Like the kid who would just turn cartwheels just cause that kid is still alive and kicking inside of you. And that Mine's time that you, you know what? They're all, we're all out here like feeling this joy, uh, wanting to feel this joy that comes when you just don't give a fuck like you are moving not because you not because you want to lose weight or because you want to fit into a certain set of pants or you want so-and-so to like you you're just moving because it feels good and igniting that child that is really the key yeah I I feel like I mean through many years of therapy like realizing that it has made it has made me it, like easier to recognize that person reacting and almost just like see that as who I am, but not only in like bad ways in positive ways too. Like it's really helped me enjoy good things more. Like this is the time that I'm enjoying myself. Like I want to cherish this, especially because I think like during the pandemic, it's just like, things got sweeter like sweet things got sweeter in a way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think that that has definitely helped to sort of like ignite like an inner child but yeah i don't i don't know i think when it comes to like relationships with your body it's it's like i don't know i find it hard to distinguish like between like what is a thought and what is a feeling i guess you would say mm, that is so real that is exactly right So what would you like say, how can one like identify that? I don't think there's any reason to try to, because it's all mixed up together and like, it's not, I don't think it's quite so analytical or like, I don't think it's quite so thought-based rather. I feel like it's just allowing everything to be there is the key. Like allowing all of the thoughts and all of the feelings to be there and not trying to distinguish between them. Just being like, this is just all here. 
and all of this is me and all of this is okay. Like that's enough. I feel like we all set so many boundaries and parameters for who we're allowed to be in certain circumstances. And like, I gotta be this person when I'm around this person. And so this person has these thoughts and then I gotta be this person around that person. And then these person has that. It's just all this shit that like, it's enough to just be like, I can just be however I am. So that especially like when you have conflicting thoughts or conflicting feelings and and you're like, is this thought? Is this feeling? Is this right? Is this wrong? Just letting it all be there because we're all paradoxical. Like we're all problematic. This is something that, that I talk about in Yoke that we are, especially now there's like this pull toward like not being problematic. It's like everyone is trying not to be problematic. Like you want to be, you want to be doing the right thing, saying the right thing, not doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing but more often than not we're all doing the wrong thing or we're like saying go going in the wrong direction and it's because we are sitting at the center of intersections we're in a state of conflict our whole identities are a conflict and that it's going to feel like is this this thing is that that thing and the easiest thing i think rather than trying to categorize it is just be like it's just all here. All of this, all of this is who I am. And the rush of compassion for yourself that comes through allowing every single piece of yourself being there is so profound. But profound is the way that that compassion reflects in how you see other people. That it's like, oh shit, I'm tender like this. I'm complicated like this. I'm messy like this. And then all these other hoes are complicated and messy and problematic <laughs> like this too. Like it's so, yeah, I, I don't think it's about categorizing. I think it's just about letting it all be there. That's very, yeah, that's very helpful. So I have a question that is a little bit more concrete and it is from a listener DM. A listener asked if you have any particularly particular practices that you do for self-love, like, mm. Mm -hmm. on a daily or a, just a regular or really any basis mm -hmm. definitely this is in the category of like okay cool but so how do i how do i start loving myself right yeah. now like i would like to start loving myself by the end of this week like how can i do this <laughs> i feel that i get yeah. it completely i mean i think that practices that have been very very helpful for me are photographing myself i did not ever there's a whole period of my life where I never photographed myself I never looked in the mirror I was very afraid to actually look at my own reflection and I talk about this some in everybody yoga but being able to actually like look at my physical body without making excuses for it and just allowing every single piece of it to be there that has been I don't even there's no way to express how um how big an impact that has had on me being able to accept myself. And I do want to draw a distinction between accepting myself and loving myself. I'm not tied up in self-love. Like everybody, I think that they get equated together and then it's like self-love, self-acceptance. I don't know about, I think everything is love. I actually think love is a bigger concept than we're able to understand. But specifically like when it comes to liking yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, ugh. 
place who has time to do all of this you know what i mean like <laughs> life is long and complicated and there's so many different emotions like you could you should feel everything towards yourself and that's where i think acceptance comes in that it's like you're allowed to feel all of it but to to specifically answer this question definitely taking photographs of myself and really being able to like accept that i have a fat belly i have fat arms i have a thick neck these are all things they're just it's parts of who i am really understanding the ways that they make me powerful that they that the scars and the wounds on my body the the signs of my survival they are important it's not just something that like like oh i wish that wasn't there like the scars are telling a story they're telling your truth and being able to like literally look at them is crucial just um, a quick follow-up yeah, on that how did you go from like being unable to photograph yourself and like mm. look in the mirror to like wanting to take photos i don't even know that i would say that i want to at this point it's definitely still a practice of like just trying to do it but i started doing it um it's been almost a decade now i started taking photos of myself of my yoga practice and i don't think you have to take photos of your physical wellness practice at all it can literally just be looking at yourself but for me i would take photos of myself in these yoga in these yoga postures and i would just really like be like wow the way that i felt when i was taking the photo is completely different than the way that i'm talking shit about myself after when i'm looking at myself yes so different <laughs> so than true. the moment in the photo because you'll be like when you're taking the photo you're like oh my god i'm a babe this is all great yes. and then for me i was like i was like oh my god yoga is amazing my life has changed and then i would go look at the picture and she'd be like oh my uh, god look at your stomach look at your arms and that was how i I started to notice the way totally. that I talk about myself, the things that I say, but it takes having that kind of like manual reminder to really even notice it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, another listener DM, also practical question. I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Where is a good place to start for someone in a bigger body? Mm, totally. This is like, again, one of the most common things that people say about yoga. And I always feel like, well, first of all, all human bodies are extraordinarily flexible, like in a way that you that we couldn't even understand. And it's because the reason that we don't necessarily understand it is because instead of lunging and leaping and doing what humans are supposed to do all day, we sit at desks and we hold devices and we hunch our shoulders over and we do all of these movements that are really unnatural for humans and so they make our muscles like really short and tight and they make our uh, joints really tight and crickety and so for everybody regardless of your body size there is a, sp a period of just reconnecting to your breath that i would really emphasize when starting a yoga practice that will allow for more fluidity and flexibility in your physical body and I think that there are a lot of different ways to modify the practice if you have, if you're fat and you want to like make space for your belly and make space for your breasts and your thigh meat arm, whatever part of your body, like there are a lot of things to do. And so there are a lot of teachers that you can find on YouTube and social media. I would off, I would immediately recommend Diane Bondi, Amber Carnes, um, the whole accessible yoga community as like the place to go to find Anna Guest Jelly of Curvy Yoga, um, the place to go to find like practices that are, are 
are really going to be keeping a fat body in mind. But I also think that legit, like if you get blocks in a longer mat and a strap and a bolster, you can be in any yoga class, literally anywhere taught by anybody. And that the biggest obstacle is not the, uh, it's no muscle other than your mind that believing that being fat makes you not good enough or believing that being fat means literally anything about who you are as a person. That is the, that is the thing that has to be worked on more than anything else. And I think that you can, if it feels good, find a yoga class that um, maybe is like more of a, moves a little bit slow moves at a slower pace perhaps focuses on um, postures that are specifically being modified for certain bodies that is chill you can also literally just show up in any yoga class anywhere and you can fall down and you can watch the teacher and you can you can spend most of the class just watching the teacher that is perfect because that is still yoga. All of it is yoga. Even no matter what happens to you when you're in the class is exactly the way the practice needed to be done. Like it wouldn't have been better if you'd been able to do the deepest variation. Like if you were able to practice in a way where the teacher is like, holy shit, are they doing that? That wouldn't make it, that wouldn't mean that you were doing yoga better than anyone else. Like, the most important thing is that you just show up as yourself and are open to however your body wants to be. And that is the place that you should start your yoga practice. Well, I think that's great advice. Um, I too sometimes feel like, I'm, even if I'm doing yoga on my own and I'm just like, I can't connect to my breath. Why am I even on the floor? Like none of this. But um, I think that's great advice. <laughs> This is something, I mean, like literally I have this experience. If I'm taking an online class with someone online and it's been so long since I've been to a yoga class in person as a student, but I remember back, back in the days before coronavirus, when I used to go to yoga classes, I remember like if I go to a class with a teacher that like I've never practiced with them before, or if I'm taking an online class and I've never taken it before, like there is invariably a point, it's usually like 15 minutes into the class where I'm like, this is bullshit. I do not <laughs> want to be doing this anymore. Everything yeah. about this is awful. This teacher does not, they don't understand where I'm coming from. Like maybe they think the downward facing dog right now is a good idea, but like they don't know my <laughs> life. This is not for me. <laughs> and that experience, like I full time, like totally get it to the point where like there are certain teachers that like, I don't, I'm not going to go to a class taught by by this person I'm not there's styles of yoga where I'm like this is not for me but all of that that whole ex first of all totally fine to feel that way completely mm -hmm. at least in my opinion totally fine but also like that whole experience of like being like I can't do this I'm not good enough that's the yoga everything is just it's just an opportunity to have that experience that feel like actually being able to sit with wow this is how I react whenever things don't go my way. This is how, <laughs> yes. like that whole thing, that is the yoga. The posture is just a way to get there. So that, that's why I'm like, yeah, if that's what happened during class, there's a beautiful yoga practice. That's exactly what you needed. Yeah, well, maybe, so yeah, sometimes if it, like I don't feel a connection or something, I'll just kind of be like, 
all right, I guess this class is just going to be about moving, not really like my emotions or anything, which is fine. But um, I really like that advice. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an amazing conversation. And everyone, definitely please go check out um, The Underbelly and pick up um, Jessamine's book, Yoke. <laughs> and we all know why you named it Yoke. Now, uh, I, I also thought it was <laughs> Woke Yoga for a second. I was like, first, is that how you pronounce it? But um, totally. thank you for explaining. Yeah. Everyone, go check it out. Are you teaching classes on The Underbelly? Yes. So all of the classes on the underbelly are taught by me. You can practice oh, postures, meditation, and breath work with me. And you can find us at theunderbelly.com and try a two-week free trial. Best of luck on your trip, if you want to call it that, on your adventure. <laughs> <laughs> More like a life adventure, because that sounds amazing. Um, and yeah, everyone, please uh, follow at Dice Stars tomorrow. Email us dst at betches.com if you have any more questions for Jessamine. Um, and follow me at Aileen. Follow Sammy. It's at Sammy. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.